Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another enlightening episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast where we explore the intersection of physical well-being and mental clarity so i'm your host avik and today we have a remarkable guest who embodies the essence of balance and the achievement so joining us today is none other than taylor thomas so welcome to the show taylor yeah thanks so much for having me i'm excited to be here great great but before we start delving deep into our conversation i would love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, thomas is a visionary entrepreneur who has redefined the boundaries of business personal development and physical prowess so his journey from co-founding a technology company in his early 20s to establishing like thomas endurance coaching a globally recognized coaching group is nothing short of inspiring so he believes that business can be a force of transformation but not just in profits but in the lives of the entire team and the clientele so he has not only earned a prestigious spot on the top 20 list at the coach foundation but he also made a profound impact through his role as the head of business development at TEC so his passion but Uh, his passions like extend beyond the boardroom so his heart lies at the crossroads of movement and the mindset as an endurance athlete and the coach he brings a unique perspective to achieving one's fullest potential so whether he is coaching podcasting writing or speaking taylor is always pushing the boundaries of what's possible So in today's episode we will delve into the intricacies of goal setting personal development and the secrets to achieving balance in a fast paced world so get ready for an insightful conversation that promises to empower you on your journey to a healthier life and a sharper mind so without further ado let's welcome teller to the show again welcome again yeah thanks for that great introduction that uh that that's uh that makes me uh, that makes me sound um maybe more uh um <laughs> more accomplished than i am but i appreciate the kind <laughs> words <laughs> definitely definitely so uh, to start with like if you can share a bit about your personal journey and how you came to prioritize like work life balance in your life and the career It's a great question. Um it's it's been a it's been a long journey and it's been one that has been full of like most people's journeys. Um lots of you know lots of decisions that didn't support 
who I wanted to be, the, the life that I wanted. It, it didn't necessarily support the goals that I had said that I wanted or the things that I had had said or told others and myself that I prioritized. And, you know, it started, like you said, I, I did, I, I co-founded a technology company in my early 20s. I started my entrepreneurial journey um, fairly young. And, you know, I thought at that time that the only recipe for success was to outwork those around me. Um, I, I fell back on what I thought was my strongest attribute, which is my work ethic. Um, and I thought that if I could just, if I could just stay at it long enough, if I could just work harder, if I could put in more hours, if I could, you know, try to show up for myself and for my team in a way that valued quantity over quality, that, that, that was the recipe. And that was certainly, um, you know, unfortunately, almost it, it served me well for a little while. Um, the the problem with that approach is that it works for a short period of time, um, and in my case, it actually worked for about a decade. Um, and then what I found was that that actually wasn't one. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't allowing me to be the person that I wanted to be for myself as well as for those that I care about. It also wasn't enabling me or, or facilitating my growth um, as a leader and the person that I wanted to be for, for those around me. And in terms of uh, the, the people on my team, the people that I was responsible for. Um, and so and so I, I really set out to understand what it would look like to be a high achiever while also making sure that I value um, my personal growth, my personal development, my physical health, my mental health. Um, and I'm still on that journey, but I have come a long way. And what I have found is that really is where my passions lies in helping people across different industries, different segments, uh, different experiences, backgrounds, understand what it actually looks and feels like to reach their full potential in a way that's fulfilling, um, and in a way that actually doesn't burn them out, doesn't detract from their quality of life, but rather adds value in a way that, that allows them to see that when we are fully engaged in things that we care about, it is it is a complex and, and dynamic equation that requires complex and dynamic conversations around what that actually looks like to show up on a daily basis. And so that's where I'm at now. Um, I work with people to do just that, to understand what that looks like, to, again, set big goals, be high achievers, be people that, that really want to move the needle in all areas of their lives, but not at the detriment of their health, not at the detriment of relationships, not at the detriment of, you know, their well-being physically and mentally. And uh, that's what I work to, to show up to do every day for myself and for, for people, you know, that I work with. Wow, that's, that's great, I would say. So, um, like many people uh, struggle with setting the boundaries between the work and the personal life. Uh, so what strategies or techniques would you uh, you have found uh, effective in achieving this balance? 
Yeah, I think one of the things that's been that's been important for me, or, or maybe most impactful, and that I try to pass on to others, is that there actually, I think that there's a real opportunity to to change the narrative when we talk about balance in general and the language that we use. And I think the opportunity for the upgrade lies in the fact that we we probably should get away from from balance as a construct because what that what that says to us is that that everything is going to be equal right and so mm-hmm. we know inherently that that's not possible we know that um that we have to we have to go deep in some areas of our life right if there are things that we care about if there's big goals that we're chasing there is an inherent lack of balance in the pursuit of that thing where that's not a problem where we get frustrated is that is that when we are chasing balance and it doesn't exist we feel like we're doing it wrong right where i actually think that there is an opportunity to to at the onset outline and use language that supports a full investment in in our goals right and knowing that again the inherent pursuit of these things that matter to us could be physical could be from a business and career perspective, could be starting a business, could be building a family, right? Could be any area of our life. And, and truthfully, that's going to shift from season to season as we move through our life. I think it's okay to go all in, right? It's okay to know that some of these things are going to take up less of our time. Um, and, and that it's not, the goal is not to be equal or balance, the goal is to be fully present in all of areas of our life in a way that is fulfilling, right? So if I'm going full in on a business that I'm building, it only stands to reason that I'm going to have to sacrifice in other areas of my life. Now, that doesn't mean that I I fully get rid of those areas. It doesn't mean that I don't communicate with my partner. I don't make time for that, that relationship, but it means there's an opportunity for communication there to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you support this? This is what it's going to look like. Um, and again, this could be in any area of our life. So for me, I think it's less about balance and more about a recognition of what that thing means to us, a recognition of whether or not we are actually ready and willing to invest the time and energy to reach that end goal that we've said that we we care about. If the answer is no to that's okay, right? I think that's part of this process is in, if, in answering that question, honestly, do I care enough about this thing to go all in? If the answer is no, that's fine. That's great information, right? Back off, totally okay. So it'd be better to do that than to get in and realize that you hate, you hate it, right? You don't care about this goal at all. So for me, the, the balance, I think, again, it's a bit of a language um, adjustment. And I think that we put a lot of pressure or that word balance brings a lot of pressure into people's lives that if there was a reframe at the onset, um, it would relinquish a lot of that pressure, knowing that balance maybe isn't really a realistic goal, but that it, there's just a fully full investment in how we show up in, in other, in all areas of our lives. Lovely. So, uh, like, you, you have also built a successful coaching group and have experience as an entrepreneur. So, how did you instill a culture of work-life balance within your team and the company? 
This is something that I, I spend a lot of time thinking about because it's something that I believe, I believe very strongly in, and it's something that I think we can all, from a leadership position, we can all work to, to do a better job at it. I'll include myself in that as well. Um, I think it starts with putting people in a leadership role in your company. And what I mean by that is that providing an atmosphere where everyone has the opportunity to step into their version of leadership on your team and empowering those individuals to really take charge of that position and that role. So one of the ways that I do that is to not, not, um, um, not pigeonhole people into specific roles, right? So you might get brought on to my team to fulfill a certain uh, responsibility or, or there's, a, there's a role that's in alignment with your skill set. However, once you're on the team, there are open conversations about areas that you could also step into that would be fulfilling such that you feel like you have full autonomy over your role and how you show up to work. Um, and what I have found by doing that is you actually unlock massive potential in people when you don't keep them in this small box, right? Now, not to say they don't have roles and responsibilities that, that they are, um, that, that they are, you know, required to do or that the expectation is they get done, but there's a fluidity within that, that role that allows them to explore other things. And, and what that has also produced, um, inside of my companies is, um, it is tons of growth and new ideas and opportunities that otherwise wouldn't have existed, right? I didn't come up with those ideas. They saw an opportunity and they created a space within that business to, to do something that they were excited about, to do something that was in alignment with what they felt like was their skill set, something they're excited about. And so, I think back to your question in terms of how to create that balance. I think when people are in a position where they are fully engaged and feel like their skill sets are being optimized and leveraged and they have, a, a, they have full autonomy over their position, that balance feels much more obtainable, right? They don't feel like... Um, they have to stick to rigid rules or responsibilities that there is really endless opportunities for growth, um, endless opportunities for creativity, for, um, you know, in terms of our business model, in terms of how we interface with customers, um, at really every point in our business. And yeah, what I've found is, is that really, um, you know, that plays into retention um, we have very little turnover. Um, I'm proud to say it, it within our teams. Um, and if there is turnover, it's because they have acquired skill sets on our team that they're able to leverage for bigger and better opportunities, which as a leader is, is a massive compliment to me. I love if someone is able to be upwardly mobile and move on to a position that supports their lifestyle. I mean, that's a, that for me is a goal is that I want, I want to be able to, yeah, to give people things that are actually tangible that, that can make their lives better. If they do that on my team, fantastic. They have an, if they find another opportunity where they can leverage those things to a greater extent, fantastic as well. Um, so, yeah, so for me, that's, that's really been my focus is to, 
to provide more of that autonomy, more of that leadership opportunity within whatever that role is, and really just give people the opportunity to flourish. I, I think it, in, in, you know, when we bring on the right people, you know, and there has to be a culture fit from the start, but let's assume that we've checked that box. People want to thrive, you know, people want to do good work. People want to have great ideas. We just have to open up the doors to let that happen. So that's, that's my, my approach. And, um, and it's something that I continue to refine because I think, you know, for me, the people component is the most important. Lovely. So many individuals also like this is coming to my mind, like many individuals also fear that prioritizing their personal life might hinder their um, career growth. So what advice uh, would you offer to those who feel like torn between the two? I mean, I think my belief is that you can't do great work if you are not um, satisfied personally, right? The, the adage, like you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So if, so if you're not as an individual, healthy, mentally and physically, emotionally, um, then it, you're not going to do great work in that organization. So for me, you can't have one without the other. And, and I, I want to, you know, in terms of the people on my team, I want them to prioritize that first, right? Whether that's daily movement practice, right? Whatever that looks like for them, exercise, walking. Um, I want them to have time and space for their family and friends, the relationships that fill their cup. Um, I don't think that being a high performing company and creating space and time for the people in that company are mutually exclusive. I think that they are actually synonymous with one another. And if you want to have high performers, you need to allow those people to have space to engage in things that, that refill them. Right. I think you have to have personal health. I, I think that um, many of us will, would agree that, you know, the days of the, the 20 hour workday and the hard charging, like I think we've seen that that doesn't produce the best results right now. There, there are organizations that still pride themselves on that level of work and, and that level of, of quantity when it comes to time. But for me, I think, again, I don't see an equation where we are able to get the best out of people or, or produce um, build businesses that do great things and, and build a legacy without people feeling like they have the ability to take care of them, their full selves, right? We're, we have to realize that work is just one part of our lives, right? We have, we have allowed it to take up the majority of the conversation when in all actuality, it is just a, it is a relatively small part of the pie in terms of all of the things we have going on in our lives. Um, and I think a recognition of that is important and to make sure that we have time and energy to put into these other areas. There should be other things that we value, right? Not to say that work isn't important, right? I love spending my time investing in my companies, right? I love to work. That doesn't mean that's all I love to do, 
right? So again, making sure that there is a balance there in whatever way feels appropriate for that individual. And knowing that's going to look and feel different for each person too, right? Some people need more time. Some people, you know, they can get refilled by working and that's okay too, right? So just, I think there's also an opportunity to understand the individual there as well. Got it. So uh, the concept of burnout is prevalent in today's work, work. Uh, I mean, workplace or maybe workforce as well. So how can individuals uh, recognize the signs of burnout and uh, take the proactive steps to prevent it? Yeah, this is one that, like you said, it's it's pervasive, right? With quiet quitting and. Um, the list, you know, classic burnout, overwork. Um, certainly now, with a you know, with a move to a primary remote, primarily remote workforce, the lines between home and work have been blurred more than ever, um, and it's challenging. Um, it's a challenging situation for people um, in whatever industry you're in. The my my first um, recommendation is going to be to always think about your physical health first. I believe that that sets the tone for how we show up in other areas of our lives. Most specifically what it does when we prioritize our physical health in the form of a consistent movement practice. And I wanna be very clear here, it's not, I don't care what type of exercise you're doing. I'm not saying that you have to go do anything particular. You don't have to go run a bunch of miles, you, right? Literally whatever that looks like for you in whatever way is appropriate for your body. Um, when we prioritize that consistent movement, what that tells ourselves is that we are worth prioritizing. So there is a massive psychological shift there when we show up for ourselves before we show up for the other responsibilities in our lives. Because typically the shift is or typically that workflow is opposite we show up for everything else first and then if we have time left we take care of ourselves right again exercise sleep um healthy diet right whatever that looks and feels like for any individual um i actually believe that that there needs to be an inverse we need to flip that workflow we show up for ourselves first that sets the tone for how we show up in the rest of our lives. It allow, allows us to prioritize our time. It allows us to psychologically recognize that we are worth prioritizing, that we are the center of our own orbit. It puts us in a place where we can be proactive versus reactive, right? You also get this, so much of burnout comes from this feeling of always being behind and jumping from, you know, putting out a fire to putting out a fire. You're always feeling like you're playing catch up. When you shift that your workflow, when you shift your priority to prioritizing yourself, what that does is it puts you in charge of your time, right? And so it puts you in a position to be proactive versus reactive, reactive being running around trying to figure out how can I catch up? How do I get to this next meeting? How do I go pick up my kids, right? Whatever that scenario is. And I think that's the biggest problem that we can solve or the biggest um psychological hurdle that we can work to undo is this feeling of everyone feeling like they're behind 
if we can shift to being more proactive in how we move through our days, which I believe starts with us prioritizing ourselves, that actually changes the construct and actually changes the feeling of how we move through our days. Again, puts us in that proactive uh, situation, that proactive seat. And that actually changes that burnout scenario, right? It changes that feeling of always being behind, always being overwhelmed, always being weighed down by the things that I can't accomplish um, or I didn't get to. It changes that around. So obviously that's a, there's a lot of pieces, um, a lot of moving pieces in, in the burnout conversation. But again, I think at large, it comes from a feeling of always being behind. And I think we, there are some tactical things that we can do. It starts with prioritizing ourselves. We can do to shift that and to actually change that construct, you know, mentally for ourselves and how we move through our days. That's true. So like with your background in coaching, what mindset shifts or techniques uh, do you recommend for people who want to achieve a greater harmony between their professional and the personal lives? So this is, um, again, this is something that I, I am very passionate about because I see, I see so many people misaligned right? Again, moving through their days in a way that doesn't feel productive, feels overwhelming, they feel burnt out. The place that I actually think that that starts is that I think we have to have, um, we have to have a very clear understanding of our personal mission, vision, and core values, right? We see this a lot in corporations, right? We see this everywhere in corporations. We have, you walk into a business and they have their mission statement plastered on the wall, or they have their core values listed somewhere. And they have, right, we talk about mission, vision, core values um, at length in the business world. What we don't, where we don't talk about it is personally. And the reason that's important is because when you're armed with a very, very clear understanding of your mission, vision, and core values, what that allows you to see is alignment and misalignment in other areas of your life right? You then have, you're armed with the information to say, yes, this is something that's in alignment with what I care about, or no, this is very clearly not in alignment. And that misalignment is what causes so much of the frustration for so many of us. And we don't know why. Well, the reason why is because we actually don't know what our North Star is, right? We don't know we, we might have, we, we certainly have a sense of it, right? We, we know what we care about, what we don't care about, some of the things we stand for, things that we don't agree with, whatever that looks like. But again, I think that we actually need to go through with ourselves in the same way we would, we would with a business, that we need to, to define our mission, vision, and core values for ourselves and for our life. And then that gives us something to weigh other things against, right? Most importantly, a job, right? Is this job, is this corporation, is this role, is this manager, this boss, this right all, at every level, is it in alignment with my mission, vision, and core values, right? Yeah. Yes or no? And, and I think that's, that's where if we were armed with that information, 
we would know, we would have such a clear understanding of why there's frustration in our lives, why we feel out of balance, why we feel disharmony. Um, but we just don't we, don't, we don't take that time for ourselves in the same way that we would for a corporation or a business. So for me, that's where it starts. Um, and then there's actual, you know, to tactically deploy that information in a way that, that yields results um, in terms of how we think about our goals, how we think about the career that we want, the business that we want to start, the clients that we're talking to, right? The list goes on literally at every point in our lives we can start to get some clarity onto whether or not that um, that opportunity or that relationship is in alignment. Um, and if it's not, we, right, we can make a decision on that. And that's going to probably save us a lot of, um, a lot of frustration, you know, on the back end, moving down the road. Got it. Understood. So um, like before we wrap up, like, what what's one actionable piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with regarding to work-life balance and the prospect of a healthy, fulfilling life? I I think it would be like we talked about earlier, shifting the language around balance. I think that there is a massive opportunity there to to relinquish so much of the pressure that we put on ourselves to be balanced. And, and I'm not saying again, that we're not investing time or that we shouldn't work to invest time in multiple areas of our lives. But yeah. knowing that, that that investment is not going to be equal parts in every area of our lives, right? When we are committed to moving the needle in key areas of our lives, there is an inherent imbalance. Um, an inherent lack of balance. And that's not a bad thing. So I think when we sit down to think about, to take stock of our lives, areas that seem frustrating, areas where we feel like we're falling behind, where we feel like we're overwhelmed, I think the question we ask ourselves is, is there an opportunity to change the language around how I'm actually talking about this? And Maybe it's, hey, you know, I'm really invested and really focused and driven in my career right now. I believe in it. It's something I want to, to, uh, to commit to. So that's going to require more of my time. And that's going to mean that there is going to be a lack of balance. That's okay. Um, so I think, again, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be balanced. And I just think that, that it is not something that's achievable. And I think... Okay. More, moreover, it's not even something that we should chase because sure. achieving, you know, achieving our full potential, going after big goals is going to, to create a pendulum swing. That's a good thing, right? Lean into that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for me, again, that's, that's where I hope most people can give themselves a bit of grace and space to just reframe how we think about our time and where we're investing it. And I think that's going to make a dramatic, um, create a dramatic shift in most people's lives. Great. That, that's really great. Great. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Harmony at Work and Unveiling the Art of Work-Life Balance. So I believe like all of you have found our conversation with Taylor as enlightening and inspiring as I did. So uh, always remember that achieving 
the work-life balance is a dynamic journey and there's no one size fits all solution. So Taylor's insights have shown us that it's about finding your unique equilibrium where professional success and personal fulfillment can coexist harmoniously. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast and your feedback helps us continue to bring you a valuable content. So, uh, and uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, we would love to hear from you. And you can connect with us uh, through our social media channels and the websites. So until next time, uh, take care of yourself and thank you for joining us on Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. Stay balanced, stay healthy, and stay tuned. Thank you so much.